So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I, of course, have right here with me, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm wonderful, Rick. And you? I am just fantastic. Uh, it's been a wild ride the last couple of days around here, but... Ooh, has uh, it ever. You know, that's all right. Things are going well, mostly settled in nicely already, so it's lovely. Um we have a really special show lined up for you guys tonight, a uh, really special guest, but uh, of course we would like to start off with our traditional uh, shout out to our uh, friends and family over at uh, Inner Child. Absolutely. Uh, just would be hard pressed to find a, a, a more loving group of individuals at, at, at the very least, um, and uh, uh, that's why we call them family, and uh, I think most people who get to know them also call them family. Uh, but you can find them at innerchild.ning.com. That's an I-N-G, innerchild.ning.com. And uh, they're having a little competition or contest or they have prizes. They have prizes. The World Healing World Peace Poetry 2012 Contest. Uh, basically, you send them a poem about world peace and world healing, and uh, all poems will be published um, by the Inner Child Press. And uh, I don't even know where to begin with the list of prizes. I mean, there's three top winners that will all get uh, a full book of poetry published for them, um, copies in hand. Very exciting as an author, I'm telling you, that first book that you get to hold, like an actual book in your hand, and you can say, I did this. It's it's really really cool experience. Um, I, there's a, a mass amount of marketing promotions going on around this this contest as well. There's I think what was it eight at last count um, radio stations that'll be featuring featuring the winners, um, in, in, including our show. You get to come including talk to our us. Show. Yeah, you can come hang out with us and. Um, but don't you hold know. that against the contest. Enter anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I think they felt sorry for us, so they're they're sending their people our way. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an amazing, amazing group of individuals over there um, at Inner Child and Inner Child Press. I'm very, very interested in bringing empowerment and a sense of self worth to um, smaller individual creators. So, be it musicians, artists, poets, um, writers of prose. Whatever it is you do that you know puts you in that happy 
this is who I am space, uh, they'll encourage the growth of that. So, and, and support it and, and remind you constantly how amazing you are, which is really cool. So go give them a visit because we love them. And they, they really do love their independent authors. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about what anybody else does with their percentage splits, but, um, the percentage split at Interchild Press is 75-25, the 75% going to the author and the 25% going to the publisher. Uh, I think you'll find exactly the opposite in many, many places. So uh, that should tell you right there just how much they value their authors and how much it's about their authors and not about a big publishing house making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, World Healing, World Peace Poetry 2012.yolasite.com. Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E dot com. Uh, the link's up in the chat room. Of course, the link will be up on our website uh, along with the recording of the show when we're done. Uh, but now it's time to get to our favorite juicy part, which is our guests, new members of the EC family. And tonight we have uh, the great honor of having with us Ms. Wendy Kennedy. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Good evening, Rick. Good evening, Jean. Good evening, Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, and I know the peas are as well. Wow, wow. Thank you for coming and hanging out in our sandbox for a while. <laughs> yeah, we like to play, so. Yes, we do. This way we get to play with people all over the planet, and uh, so it's lots of fun. And mm-hmm. as I said in the uh, uh, chat room, juicy guests. <laughs> we do. We find really juicy guests. Uh, so. and, and speaking of the chat room, you know what? So ashamed of us. Hi, we love you um, to the people in the chat room because we didn't give you our shout out, our typical shout out. We should do that. Um, We love you. We thank you for joining us and for um, your never ending support and encouragement Um, as the show grows. You guys have been incredible. Um, And just the energy just keeps getting juicier and juicier and juicier as we go along. So how much fun is that? Oh, it's great fun. I am going to go ahead and put our uh, our call-in number in the chat room. I know it's up at the top of the screen, too, but uh, uh, for all of you folks that are in as guests with a number, I'm not going to do you the injustice of calling you by the number, but we're really thrilled that you're here. We know you can't type back, uh, but uh, we're going to have some questions later in the show. Uh, you're welcome to call in now. We do have one caller in queue with a question. Uh, they will, as I said, be later in the show, but uh, we would love to have you join in the uh, conversation. So. Welcome. We're thrilled you're here. Absolutely. So I guess uh, we'll kick it off with our atypical question. Um, so, Wendy, who the hell are you and what do you do? <laughs> well, I get to play with beings in other realms and dimensions all day. Yay! Um, yay. <laughs> so I have been channeling for hard to believe almost 18 years now. And um, I work with beings in all different realms and dimensions. Um, When I first started, it was primarily with my own angelic guides, and then other celestial beings started coming in and and beings from different star systems. And about a year and a half after I started, beings from the Pleiades started coming through, and they waited till I started doing automatic writing uh, so they could work with me with tone and sound. So I think later when they come through, uh, you'll get a little taste of that. Uh, People always ask where I'm from. I grew up in in Kansas. And when I channel with the Pleiadians, they sound more 
Um, right now, probably more Australian. Some people guess New Zealand or British. It changes. It's not any one dialect. It's just elongated vowels in which they can modulate the tone. And those dialects tend to have longer vowels or open vowels, so they can play around with it. And that's why it sounds like uh, those dialects. But I grew up in Kansas, um, and I feel very fortunate to be able to do what I do. It just seems very normal to me. Um, it actually seems a little strange not to be able to chat with beings in other realms and dimensions. So that's kind of in a broad stroke what I do on a daily basis. Nice. I like the way you put it, that it just seems normal to me. It seems odd not to be able to chat with other beings. Because it is. <laughs> it, well, it gets normal to us after a while. For for those listening that might not think so, it, it gets normal after a while. Uh, I know that when Jean and I talk, she has George, I have Nestor, and we talk about George and Nestor as if it was just, you know, anybody else that mm-hmm. we have in our circle of friends. <clears throat> of Completely. Course, George and Nestor do things like knock out our Skype line when we start talking about negative things. So <laughs> they're a little different than some of our other circle of friends, but we love them, and, 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 but we do. We talk about them like, you know, thanks, George, you know, just... Yeah, Everyday but, thing. My my daughter says thank you, George. <laughs> yeah, I say thank you, George. Yeah, she she sees no um, no issue. I think mommy has George. I, I I imagine twenty years ago, mommy having George would mean a big um, enclosed room with no windows and possibly a white jacket. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and that was about uh, when I found channeling and then hid from myself for twenty years because yeah. I was scared that I would be. Yeah. Right away, right away. So it's crazy, and after 20 years, I discovered everybody thought I was crazy anyway, so I thought I might as well just show them how crazy yeah. I am. <laughs> well, you know, I was always very honest about it because it did seem normal to me, so I never really got the reflection back that it was crazy. People always seemed really interested, and early on, it was very clear to me how powerful it was for me to tell people what I did because I could see them open up. And the kinds of responses I would get from people would be, oh, you know, I've, I've always felt that, but I didn't feel like I could talk about it. Or, you know, I always wondered about that, but I wasn't quite sure. So I could see how it empowered people to speak their own truth. Right. And I think that made it much easier for me. Well, and it, I think it is a big part of standing on your truth and and speaking your truth and living your truth is it it sort of tacitly gives others permission to do the same. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, to some extent, it's almost like everybody's standing around waiting for somebody else to start. <laughs> so, right. We're starting. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very lucky. You know, my family is incredibly supportive of me, and that certainly has helped. And And I couldn't do what I do without their love and support. They made it a very comfortable environment for me to be myself, uh, no matter what it is that I want to do or wanted to do. They were always incredibly supportive. So it just made it that much easier for me to step into a role that was rather atypical. Yes, yes. So before we get to, uh, uh, you know, later in the show and chatting with the peas, as you call them, um, how has how would you say channeling, you know, our our bit about everyday connection, uh, the thing we're always dying to know from our friends that channel that come on is how you feel it has affected your your everyday connection, your 
Um, you know, I look at it, I channel Nestor. That's kind of my step out a, a little bit. You know, I kind of step to the side and just let it flow as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, bringing that to my standing in line at the grocery store, driving in the car on the freeway life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a sort of an evolution of that I've found. Um, how has it changed how you just live your everyday life? Yeah, it's kind of difficult to answer because it's been such a huge part of my life. I'm not sure what it would have been like for the last, well, I know for the last 17 years not to have the Palladians with me. Um, kind of like you, I, I'm i aware of their presence, but it, it's I can turn the volume off. Um, sometimes I think they wish I'd keep the volume turned up a little more. <laughs> um, you know, I... I I think I am probably more aware of myself, how I'm feeling in any given moment. And certainly now I am more conscious of what I'm creating in the moment and able to shift that much faster than I was able to do even a few years ago for myself and just being more aware of the energies around me. Um, you know, but like I said, I think that's kind of a difficult question to answer because I can't imagine what it would have been like without them. I think it's helped me to feel more connected uh, to the bigger picture Mm -hmm. as opposed to staying in my own smaller world. Right. Yes, and I I find that's a, that perspective shift almost of sort of like take a step back and be the observer and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, has really been the key change for me. Uh, uh, you know, I was raised in a house with an engineer, and I was a very, you know, screwed down type scientific mathematical engineering sort. And uh, uh, I suppose that's one reason that it didn't uh, uh, take off for me in the 1980s when I read the Seth book and opening the channel and and had some experiences and was like, oh, Oh, wait, I know I said talk to me, but they're talking to me. What? <laughs> Cut that out. Careful what we wish for, right? <laughs> right. And, um, and and so then uh, uh, very similar to uh, Frank, who we just had on. You know, I I went and became a real person and joined the corporate world, you know, and uh, ran as far away as I could. I, I still like to play with people about it because I still have my picture up in my blue suit with my red tie, very, very uh, conservative looking on my profile i send friend requests to folks and they they can't believe it's me you know we will met somewhere else and they'll reject my friend request not that guy in the tie not the suit (laughs) yeah it's been you know it's been um it's been amazing for me also you know talk about what i'm able to see i probably do between 40 and 50 private sessions a month so I get to talk to a lot of people and see the patterns and see what's going on with people. Um, and I think that also helps me, at least in my own private life, to see that there are general trends and energies that are coming. As- Hello? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are we still there? Oh, there no, there she is. There again. So it's... It's not just going on personally, and I think that helps all of us when we know that it's a general energy that we can relax just a little bit more, and um, that's helped me. 
I think in, in my own life and how the channeling has affected me by seeing where the group energy is. Yes, yes. By all means, the, we're not alone. I'm not alone over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the only one going through this. <laughs> wait a minute. You want me to turn around the planet? What? What? Wait. Wait. <laughs> um, and it, it it's a big... Uh, it's a big thing for me that sense of community, and uh, it's one, why we call it the Everyday Connection family. Because we really uh, um, hope that people can find that that uh, connection with each other as well as their connection, mm-hmm. you know, up and down. Right, as above, so below. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that's a big issue for people as they, um, you know, especially for those who are empathic, who are sensitive, they're afraid of connecting with others because they think it's going to hurt more. But what I find is the more I connect within myself, the more I'm able to connect at higher levels with others. So I'm not necessarily connecting with their dysfunction, but more with their divine self as I strengthen my own divine connection within. And um, I, I know I get that on a repeated basis from my guides, that that's something that's really important for us to do is to strengthen that and keep expanding instead of going into that state of contraction. Right. Yeah, I, I hear that a lot as an empath. People are concerned because um, I'm a very strong empath, and I had huge struggles with that early on um, with how do I how do I block that that energy. But uh, after George took over my pen, it was just so much easier to see the light in people um, and, you know, just automatically connect with um, the higher self or the higher being or, or their potentiality, not their, you know, not their, oops, I shouldn't have done yep. that energy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it was um, it was so much easier to deal with people than that when I could look at them and, and see a loving being in front of me regardless of what was going on um, physically. So that's not really cool. And it's very empowering um, because you feel like you're able to take your power back, especially if somebody is empathic. You feel like it. you just can't. You don't want to. And you're not in your body half the time as a way of trying to cope with that. And guys are pretty clear. You've got to get the body to do what you came here to do and and just keep expanding beyond and beyond that level of the filters, and eventually you'll start to see the divine in everyone, the divine blueprints, and be really fascinated by what they're creating to see how they set everything up. And and personally, I'm finding that it's it's been a process for me, um, being sensitive and and learning how to do that for myself, wanting to stay really grounded in my body. And that's so, that's so important. Uh, it's one of Nestor's favorite topics to kind of almost harp on is yeah. <laughs> you didn't come to the physical to learn how to be non-physical. You're not that silly. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the point? <laughs> you would have stayed in non-physical because you've got that down. Right. <laughs> and uh, uh, so it is it, 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 important when uh, you get floaty or it, it, it's, a, it's about grounding. It's about being here now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't realize what it, feels like to be grounded if we're, we're somebody who hasn't been in their body a lot we know what it doesn't feel like we can recognize that when we walk into another room and we don't know why we went there in the first place we're like, oh, okay uh, and so then that helps us to recognize when we're not in it so we can start being in it yeah. absolutely yeah. I still have some really whacked out experiences 
today going to the grocery store. I don't I I have no idea where I was. I mean I went to the grocery store and got the stuff that I needed to get and it's it's like you're watching yourself function that you're supposed to, you know, I, okay, I have to go through this list of stuff and your body automatically does it, but you're everywhere else. You know, I was looking at the vibrations in the trees and, you know, noticing birds' nests on the way there that I'd never seen before and just I, I was everywhere else but on what I was doing. So I, I still I have those days where I have to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes when you're trudging that many kilometers to the store and back, it's not all bad to take a little break from the trudging. Yes, sometimes physical activity can sometimes do that to a person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am partial to um, detaching so that I don't feel the physicality, like the, the pain from um, the physical issues that I have with my back. So if I have had strenuous exercise and I do still need to keep going, I will detach. I guess it's a defense mechanism, but at the same time, it, gonna, people look at you really strange because <laughs> they can look in your eyes and they know you're not there. You're, you're talking to them saying, yes, no, I don't want plastic. I've got a bag with me. And at the same time, you know, they, they know you're not, you're not really talking to them. <laughs> you're not, you're not really there, are you? <laughs> yeah, you're not here, right? And um, it's, it's kind of an odd feeling. It's, it's a weird experience. Um, but I don't know. I guess you get used to that, too. <laughs> Like everything else. Um, yeah, it's, and it's a fun adventure getting there. But speaking of intense physical activity, uh, I think we'll take a momentary break from the intense mouth activity. And uh, I've got a, uh, a new song f- for the show. Uh, uh, we haven't played it on air before, but uh, this is from a uh, hang player, the, the hang drum or hang they don't like it called a drum. It's just the hang uh, instrument. Uh, David Wapples and his group, the Hang Playing Hedge Monkeys, uh, with their song Ant Sandwich. Uh, so ant is an insect. They're not uh, eating their uh, mom's sister or anything. Uh, and we'll be back in about three minutes.
All right. I always feel as if I'm almost violating by speaking after hang pieces like that. They just kind of float off in a way. No, you you really could. I mean, I could just play that um, every night before bed and never never need to read another book again. (laughs) (laughs) It just puts me into such a relaxed. No more grab all for me. Hang hang to sleep. (laughs) Hang to sleep. And they do. They're talking in the chat room about them being eight hundred dollars a show. The the original pan art hangs are uh, almost impossible to to get. Uh, they don't have commercial website anymore or anything. They've closed all that down. Uh, but there are several other models being made by several other artisans in, in, uh, that sound wonderful that are available for you know, three to $500. So you can figure out whether it's uh, something that you want to do before you try to find uh, the way into the pan art family. Hopefully, when we have uh, W. Tuar up on, we'll put him on the spot about that. Yeah, I got a Gene wants to put him on the spot on the air of how do I get a hang? I want one. How do I get a hang? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw one. I was just going to say, you know, I saw one of those instruments for the first time about a month and a half ago, and they're pretty amazing. It's really the only instrument I've ever connected with, like ever connected with, which is not to say that I don't love music. I absolutely do love music. I've just never felt like I could create it. And then I saw hang, and I'm you know, automatically it was like, oh, okay, that sounds like home. I can do that. I can do um, that. I can do that. You said that first time, music you can breathe? Music you can breathe. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a sound that you can breathe. You know, it sounds like home. So I wanted I wanted to do that. So, you know, I'm on a mission. Um, adding that to my list of I'd like that, please, universe. <laughs> okay, for all the excited folks in the chat room that have been asking, and uh, we do have two people on the I have three callers online, but only two of you have your hands up, so I'll just remind everybody. Uh, if you call in, you press 1 to raise your hand, and you press 1 again to take your hand back down if uh, you've changed your mind. But uh, uh, we're going to see if we can't round up the uh, Pleiadians and uh, have some questions. They definitely like questions and uh, the Q&A. So folks in the chat room, if you've got questions, uh, you may type them in. We'll relay them. And uh, we'll take some questions from callers, too, here in just a, just a minute or two, if that's good with Wendy and the Peach. Sounds great. Uh, I will tell everybody just a couple things about the Pleiadians, and then I'll get out of the way. Um, with the collective that I work with, there are about 2,500 in the group, and they're beings of light. They don't have physical form, and they reside in the ninth dimension. And... Like I said, they are a little different than the other beings that I work with in that they utilize tone and sound. And rather than incarnating to a terrestrial body, they align with a stellar body. So they actually align with Alcyon, which is the central star in the Pleiades. If you're not familiar with the Pleiades, um, if you go outside in the northern hemisphere and you look up and you see Orion's belt, if you go up about, oh, about 30 degrees, you'll see this hazy cluster of stars, and that's the Pleiades. It's in the constellation of Taurus, and there are about 750 stars in this cluster. And we can see on a really dark night, if there's not a lot of city lights, about 14 of those stars. And if you've ever been behind a Subaru, um, you have seen their logo. Subaru means the Pleiades in Japanese, and the logo is the Seven Sisters, but you'll see six of those. One's not visible. And... um, the Pleiadians like to think they have a good sense of humor, and um, 
they say that if it's easier for you to think of them as one persona, then by all means go right ahead. You can refer to them as Mrs. P or VPs or the Pleiadian Collective. They'll respond to just about anything. So I'll go ahead and get out of the way if you want to start with the first question. Very good. Okay, we're going to start with uh, callers. I have uh, five callers in queue, three with your hand up. We're going to start with area code 216. Uh, area code 216. You have a question for the Pleiadians. Hi, yes, my name is Reginald. Um, Hi, Reginald. What's your question? Hi. Um, I was calling to ask about, um, I'm in the process of, I feel like I've pushed in to pursue automatic writing. I was wondering, was there any insider information to give me upon developing that ability and how I should uh, go about that process? Ah, yes, hello, dears. This is the Ninth Dimensional Pleiadian Collective, and it is a pleasure and an honor to be with you all this evening. Let us say this, that... Uh, we are present and working with all of you, whether you are listening live or whether you are listening to the recording, because for us, it's the same moment. Uh, we will connect with you. It doesn't matter. Um, and we are going to jump around a bit tonight, although we will answer questions. We'll go off on a tangent and then make our way back around. But we do this with intent because we like to keep you out of the linear mind. And when we move around a bit, you have no choice but to be flexible and move with us. So it is a sneaky way of operating. But in answer to your question about the automatic writing, uh, as far as insider information as how to connect with your guides, what we would say to you is the process is not something that you have to learn from scratch. Each and every one of you is already connecting with your guides. The difference uh, for what you'll be doing is that it's going to become a conscious activity instead of doing it subconsciously, which is what you are doing right now. So just knowing that makes it much, much easier for you all because mentally you think you don't have to learn a brand new skill. If you think you have to start from scratch, it seems very hard because you say, I don't know where to begin. But the process itself is very, very simple. It is about moving out of the mind and into the heart center. You have two operating systems. One is the mind, which was set up and developed for the experience of 3D reality. It gives you the illusion of separation. It gives you the illusion of time and that of a victim-perpetrator dualistic mentality. Your heart center is the other operating system that you have access to. Generally speaking, where most of you are residing in 3D, you are not running both systems or you cannot run both systems at the same time. Eventually, as you increase your frequency, what you will be able to do is to be in your heart center, have the experience as a connected being, and then also know what the experience of uh, reality as a being who's perceiving reality is separate at the same time as like. But where you're at now, it's one or the other. When you're in your heart center, you do not have the filters that you have in the mind that say you are separate, that you're not good enough, that you're not um, smart enough, that you're not enough. You are not whatever. And in the heart center, what you have access to is your guides, to your own higher self. You have access to the Akashic Records. And what we always recommend for you to do in order to connect is to simply think of something that makes you smile. You don't have to sit in meditation for hours. Uh, you don't have to do any special ritual. 
We have found for humans the fastest way for you to get heart-centered is to think of something, as we said, that makes you smile. It's as simple as that. And most of you will reject that thought because you think, oh, no, it must be difficult. All right, it's got to be hard. But the process that you set up for this game, the actual mechanics of it, very simple because you knew the emotional component to it was going to be really challenging. To see beyond the illusion of it was going to be challenging. So when you think of that thing that makes you smile and you've got a really good image, what you're going to feel is lighthearted, warm, tingly, uplifted, expanded, joyful, any of those things. That's you in your heart center. What happens, your, your field expands to about six feet wide and it's like a data tube that you are standing in. And to use the analogy of your computers and the Internet, it's a bit like uh, high-speed Internet connection. When you're in fear, doubt, worry, shame, blame, guilt, any of the lower frequencies, you're in the mind, this field collapses to about an inch wide. So it would be the equivalent of dial-up. All right, the bandwidth is limited. So you're still getting information, but it's, it's taking a really long time to get it. So... You can choose for yourself how each of you feels. Tune in. Do you feel like you want to do automatic writing? Do you feel like you're getting information through the visual? Do you feel like you're getting it through the auditory? Use your own guidance. So get heart-centered. Set your intent. What is it you wish do you, to know? Uh, your questions are vital to you getting information. Your intent gets you about 85% of the way there. All right? Uh, we would say the last 15% is about alignment and trust. you getting in the heart center and trusting that what you're getting is accurate. When you first start, it is going to feel like your imagination because your imagination is your connection to source as you are experiencing it through the mind. So there is a slight difference in frequency when you first start channeling. You may notice it. The Imagination is going to feel really flat in comparison to information that you get from your guide. Your guide is going to feel multi-leveled. It's going to feel very rich, very full. As we work with you, we give words to you through Wendy, and this satisfies the mind. But what we do energetically is to deposit packets of information into your field. And these unfold. These are multi-tiered, multi-leveled, and... To give you our standard description, it would be like telling you that it was a nice day, but what you get in the packet is that it's 70 degrees, it's a light breeze, the birds are chirping, the grass is green, the scent of roses in the air, and on and on and on. So trust what you get. Um, that's going to be the hardest part for most of you. And mm -hmm. if there's doubt, ask for confirmation. All right? You can ask your guides to put it in your physical world, the confirmation, what does that look like? That can be repeated patterns, repeated numbers. It can be overhearing a conversation uh, that has the answer to your question that you just got. Uh, it can be a book, all right? You can be listening to a recording that has the very same piece of information. And that will help you the next time you want to go back, that you are getting information accurately. So that puts you in a deeper state of ease, all right, and when you're in a deeper state of ease, there's less resistance. So you have more clarity and you can bring in more information and this just feeds on itself. All right, it makes it easier each time you go back. Does that help? 
Yes, it does. I definitely appreciate that. That's not a lot. It's easy, and as we said, it's something that you all are already doing. So it's not a skill that has to really be learned. It's just shifting from a subconscious to a conscious activity. So have fun with it. You know, your guides are always with you. You can't be alone even if you want to be. So um, ask questions. Get really specific because the more specific you get, the more details we can give you. If you are very general with your questions, you will notice we give you rather general answers. And when you want higher information, when you want information of an elevated perspective, all right, you've got to ask questions because at a certain level, we cannot give you the information unless you ask for it. We know you're ready okay. and we can serve you. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. You're very welcome. Thank you for your question. All right, I have one uh, quick question from the chat room, and then we're going to go to the caller from area code 919 next. Um, in the chat room, they want to know, how do we know what level dimensionally our current frequency is? Well, we'll tell you, for most of you, you're actually in 4D right now. Um, anyone who's listening to us is in 4D. In the fourth dimension, it's a, it's a transitory zone. Most dimensions have very fixed set rules to the game. 3D has a very fixed set. 5D has a very fixed set. And because of the uniqueness of 3D, you needed a whole dimensional range in order to come down in frequency because this is a game of descension and reascension. It took you a whole dimensional range to make the transition. And then it's taking you an entire dimension to go back up. 4D has very malleable rules. You can impress 3D rules of the game onto the fourth dimensional experience or 5D. And what you all are doing right now is kind of playing around and getting a sense of what that means. How do I create from a 3D perspective, how do I create from 5D in my vehicle that I have right now? Um, you're starting to get that sensation of what 5D creation is like. You're moving out of the laws of attraction and reflection, which is how you manifest and create in 3D, to, to the law of creation, where things are immediately manifest. You put yourself simply in vibrational alignment and have an experience. It's, it's different. And some things are very easy to kind of play around with um, when you're not invested in the results, such as a parking space or uh, a small sum of money, all right, if you, if you think about uh, just receiving $10, all right, it's, it doesn't seem huge, it doesn't seem difficult to create for yourself as you are uh, creating a new job or a new house or um, a new relationship. Uh, again, as we said, you're not invested in the answer in the same way. That investment usually means you have attachments. And the attachments create resistance. And the resistance is basically fear, lower resonances, which are creating drag, if you will, on something coming to you. It's a rather simplistic way of saying it, but because there's more to it. Um, but that is an important piece for you to know. Now, the other thing we will say when you ask us, how do you know what dimension you're in? The bottom line is it doesn't matter. We would say, why are you asking the question? Uh, because typically that is an ego-based question. Uh, there is something that the ego needs to prove, uh, that you're good enough, that you're moving ahead enough, that you're going to succeed. Um, the soul doesn't care. 
the higher self doesn't care. You know what it's like on the other side. You're not in a rush to get there. Many of you are in a rush to, to move into the higher dimension. And what we would say to you is, why? Because this process that you're going through of integration, of learning how to let go of judgment, is what you came for. What you came for is not the other side. You already know what that's like. It's about this time, this process, this phase. So enjoy being present and learning how to shift your frequency. Because you're teaching the rest of us. Those of us in higher dimensions are learning from you. Higher isn't better. It's just different. We play a different game. But what you are teaching us from the third dimensional level is compassion. We are learning more about compassion. You are pulling compassion into 5D reality. It is something that has been missing a bit in 5D reality. Um, think of it from this vantage point. If you are a being who knows that you create your reality, you know that everyone else creates the reality, and if they're dissatisfied with something, what would you say? Change it. You created it. There's not a lot of compassion there. All right? So here... When you know how challenging it can be to change something and you know what it feels like to be experiencing duality, you have a lot more compassion. And that you will carry forward. And that is in part what we are learning from you all. So let us also say this. We like to work as a dialogue. So if you want to jump in, you've got any comments. We know we're, we're rather um, lengthy in our speech. But <laughs> feel free to jump in at any time. Uh, you know, we like to dialogue with you. Wonderful. So we have a, uh, our next caller from area code 919. Um, Mary Code 919, tell us your name and what is your question. Hi, this is Anne speaking. Um, and my question is, um, you touched on it a little bit this evening regarding um, integration. And I've noticed just, you know, just as I start trying to, like, kind of re-enter my life in a new way, it feels like I can't find my place. And, like, I go through different waves of a lot of isolation and then, I spend a little bit more time um, sort of plugging back into life again. And I know that through this process, I've, I'm having my own kind of interesting experiences with channeling and different beings around me talking to me. And I know that some of this has to do with my physical body and what's happening with my physical body. And I wanted to ask if you could speak to me a little bit about what perspective you could offer well many of you are going through this phase right now where you feel a bit lost some of you are feeling really apathetic because you're not really interested in engaging in the old world as it were uh, in the way that they're functioning and you don't quite know what the new version looks like yet so you're a bit lost um, what we suggest in part that you start working with, all of you, is to really work through frequency, to work with emotion at the moment, because uh, emotions are your barometer for frequency right now. Um, as you move up in dimensional range, you move out of emotion. Um, what we mean by that is in the fifth dimension, you have something that is equivalent to emotion, but it's different. It would be like striking a chord uh, or striking the note of C in one octave and a C in another. The different, but the similar. So uh, the frequency is different, the hertz is different, but it's similar. And it's the same thing with your emotional state. So as you start to visualize um, in the old way, what we would say is shift that not to what something looks like, but what would it feel like to experience. 
In other words, would it feel uplifting, expansive, exciting, supportive um, of service? Uh, what qualities is it that you're looking to create? What qualities are you looking to create? Not so much the visual, because each time you go back to the visual, you're locking yourself into the old game, because what you're creating doesn't exist yet. The new stuff, um, it's going to be created in the moment. Your responsibility in co-creation is not form, it is frequency. The universe brings form to you. It matches the frequency. When you keep looking for the uh, old box, so to speak, Right, the gift that you're asking for is the frequency. It's wrapped in a package, and you keep looking for the old package. All right, but there are infinite ways that that can come to you. The gift in the box is uh, identical in 50 different boxes, but the outside package looks different. Uh, if you keep going back to the old visual, you're going to keep looking for the old package, and you limit yourself. So go to the frequency and work with that. Now, as far as the body goes, remember. Your body is going through changes because you are changing energetically. Your frequency, which is composed of your emotions, thoughts, and feelings, create the energetic template. And that creates your physical form. So as you're changing this template, you are literally changing your physical form. Any pain or discomfort that you experience, emotional or physical, is a result of you holding on to uh, a dualistic thought. There is a charge. You're viewing something from the victim-perpetrator mentality, and as you move into the heart center to see your creation of an experience from a co-creative level, you let go of the charge. And as soon as you do that, you immediately let go of pain. So that we would also point out to you all. Make sense? Yes. Does that help? Yes, thank you. Wonderful. Okay. So then we had another question from the uh, chat room. Um, uh, Leanne asked a good question. Uh, is the trust coming from the heart or the soul or both? Well, when you are in your heart center, you are removing the veils of separation. Um, really, let us put it to you this way. You are your higher self in this vehicle. You've partitioned off part of your awareness of who you are. When you're in your heart center, you remove those veils. You remove those partitions. So that connection um, is both. When you get heart centered, you are more of yourself. You are removing those partitions. Make sense? Makes sense to you. Yes, that does make sense. All right, let's see, can we find a caller with another uh, interactive question? Uh, let's see, caller 727 has been on hold for 25 minutes. Bless your heart. Caller Thank from you. 727. Hi, uh, my name is Carla. Hi, Carla. Hi. Um, I manifested a job. Um, since September, I've been wanting this job that I applied to, and I actually got a job offer today. But um, for some reason, I've been doubtful about it and wondering why would I manifest something that I desired so much, and when I actually got it, my just been having feelings in my power center and my stomach. Um, wondering if it will be the uh, 
a step up in vibrational frequency for me in terms of a place where I enjoy working and um, of like-minded people. So I wanted to um, get your advice on that. Thank you. It will serve you well, dear. Um, Often times what all of you will do when you get something that you want is activate all your fears because it will uh, trigger uh, you accessing more power. This will, um, by taking this job, it's going to challenge you a bit, all right? And there's part of you that's, that's not quite certain that you are up for the entire task or you go into doubt saying, am I really good enough for this? Um, you all have ceilings and levels of comfort uh, where you have restrictions, whether it is on your level of happiness, your level of abundance, your level of success. You have ceilings um, with the amount of energy that you feel you can run. And then um, when you actually get it, uh, it triggers all those fears. Many times when things start to go well, uh, what happens is fears will get triggered because as you start to vibrate in the higher range, through the laws of entrainment, the lower ones start to vibrate because they want to come up. They want to increase their frequency. What that looks like in reality is that you start to activate those fears. You start to experience them, pulse them out, and you start to see them reflected in reality. So if you are in doubt, all right, use this opportunity. What fears are active right now? All right, you know that you're feeling some stuff in your power center. And you can check in with yourself, all right? I'm feeling anxious. Why am I feeling anxious? Um, you know, I'm afraid I'm not going to be good enough or it's going to be the right people. Know that you always experience everything in divine right timing. There are no wrong choices, all right? To take the job, not take the job, doesn't matter. You're going to get to where you need to get to when you need to get there. That will take a lot of pressure off all of you. Uh, if you can get that one thing down, because a lot of you spend a lot of time worrying about missing opportunities. And if you're pulsing out a frequency and you want to have an experience, uh, opportunity A goes by and you don't see it, that's all right. Opportunity B is going to be right behind it because you're still pulsing out the frequency. Maybe in a different package, but you'll still get the vibration that you're asking for in form. So don't worry. Um, we think it would be really good for you. Yes, you may have some buttons pushed along the way, but that's also why you're choosing it, because you want to grow. You want to let go of some of those lower frequencies, and you will have the opportunity to do so. So well done on your creation. Oh, wow. Thank you. That helped me so much. Thanks. You're very welcome, dear. <laughs> All right. Let me see with one more question here from our chat room. Uh, we have a... Um, a guest that would like to know about uh, rejuvenation, the subject of rejuvenation. They have asked, is rejuvenation coming for real and when? (laughs) We find this an interesting question because you are constantly in a state of rejuvenation. You are constantly in a state of well-being, but your limiting thoughts are what alter that frequency. All right. Think of it this way. You're constantly pulsing out from your divine blueprint of well-being. Inside of you, if you want to think of it this way, there is this beautiful, beautiful light. And then in front of that light, you place these transparent, um, well, these transparencies, these colored transparencies, if you wish. And then they build up and they become opaque. So the light inside doesn't diminish, but how you observe it from the outside is, is much duller. All right. 
And this is what's important for you to understand. These transparencies, as it were, are your filters, your issues, what the ego sets up, your limitations, and the lower frequencies. That's what gives you the illusion of aging. Frequencies do not move through time and space at the same rate. As you experience higher frequencies in 3D, time is accelerated. Time was set up this way, and frequencies moving through time was set up this way, so that when you first started this process of dissension, uh, when you had a negative thought without time, you would immediately uh, create an event. If you, you had a lower negative thought, bam, you'd create an accident. You'd create a death cycle for yourself. Out you'd go, and you'd have to start all over. So you created this illusion of time to give yourself an opportunity to alter your frequency so you wouldn't have to experience a lower event. The reason we tell you this is because, remember, the energetic template creates the physical body. Each lower frequency that you hold, those cells that are created out of that template are vibrating at a slightly lower rate. And so they appear to move through time at a slower rate. They are constantly regenerating, but not as quickly as those cells at a higher rate. This is what gives you the illusion of disease or degeneration. All right, this gives you the illusion of aging. Now, when you move out of this idea that one, time is real, and two, you're disconnected, you can alter the body however you want. For many of you, what we would recommend is that you start working more and more with stories. Uh, you, start, you start acquainting yourselves with stories of miraculous healings that have happened in a matter of days or hours. No longer than days. Because there are two things. One, it combats the, if you will, it replaces. Perhaps that's a better way for us to say that. It replaces um, the belief form that you're constantly being bombarded with within mass consciousness about healing taking time or that it's difficult or that you don't have any control over it. It also helps you because when you hear someone else's story, who has shifted the energy this way. It's not only the story, but there is a vibrational transmission that happens. And they're telling you how they were able to do it vibrationally. It bypasses the mind, and, and you can tap into the frequency within their field. It's a bit like um, someone telling you their recipe for chocolate cake. If you've never baked a chocolate cake before, you don't know what ingredients to put in, you don't know how to put them together, and you get a mess. But if someone tells you how they've done it, you can take that recipe and repeat the process. So this is what we encourage you all to start doing, and that will help you to go through a process of regeneration very, very quickly. Also, again, we would ask you where this question comes from. What fear is, is generating this question? Um, because... That is also what keeps you from accessing it. That which you resist persists. Our our uh, guest does have a, a follow on, and then we have uh, two more callers. Uh, caller from seven six five. I know you've been on hold for almost thirty minutes. Hang in there. We're almost there. Um, the follow on to that question was: So, are you saying there is no such thing as codes coming our way? Uh, instant rejuvenation. I am told. Uh, well, the instant. Well, 
that happens from within. As you reach a certain frequency, you start altering uh, your genetic material because your template, the frequency is literally changing. You are creating and activating a new template for the vehicle because the frequencies that you're going to start running are higher. Um, just as you have a meridian system that you utilize for the 3D vehicle, there's an overlay, a fifth dimensional version of that which you are activating. And if you think of it this way, um, you're upgrading your wiring. All right. If you were to run the high frequency energy through the low, the the old wiring, it would blow the circuitry. So you are creating energetically in a template, in a vibrational template, um, the the new flow, the new system, the new meridian system. If you want to call it your light body, a diamond light body, um, the octahedron body. Um, this is this is part of what's coming. You also recreate the divine blueprint. All right. Many of you say, you know, where am I at as far as my DNA goes? Have I reactivated 12 strands? Again, look at the question. Why are you asking? Um, but what we'll tell you is that you will only activate three in the physical because you don't need the other nine. You're moving up and you have a light body. So those will be activated um, once you've shifted. Uh, so don't worry about where you are in the activation process, in the, in the coding. You're going to get there when you get there. What we say for ascension is to be grounded in the body and present in the moment. If you are doing those two things, you will move through the process of ascension. Because if you're grounded in your body, you're aware of what you're feeling. And if you're paying attention in the moment, you know how you feel about what it is you're engaged in. Do you want to recreate this frequency or do you want to change and move into a different frequency? That's all this ascension process is about. It's about being more conscious of every single moment. There's nothing that you have to do. You don't have to eat any special diet. You don't have to do any special rituals. It's about being grounded and present, period. Being in your heart, period. Mm. That's beautiful. I love that answer. Okay, caller from area code 765. Uh, again, thanks for uh, hanging in there with us. Uh, what's your name and what's your question? Hello there. Can you guys all hear me? You bet. Yes. Hello? Yes, this is Brian. I'm calling from uh, Indiana. Hello there, um, Mrs. P. How are you, my friends? Very well, dear. <laughs> what All can right, we I have help a question. What's that? What can we help you with? All right. On April 16th, 2008, I my way to work about 10 o'clock at night, a little after 10, I seen two orange orbs of light in the sky. One blinked in, one blinked out, and they kept doing it at times. I would like to know who or what these beings are or where they come from. Um, as we follow the frequency through your field, uh, these are beings in the Aldebaran system who are observing what's going on. Uh, and as you increase your frequency, you are able to start to see into theirs where they are at. Um, they weren't really expecting you to see them, but nonetheless, there you were. Uh, many of you ask about UFO, you ask about physical beings from other star systems coming down to help. And what we say to you in regards to that is that we're not coming down, you're coming up. And it wouldn't serve you for us to help you because this is your game. It would be a bit like doing a puzzle 
and then someone coming along and finishing it for you. Where's the fun in that? It doesn't serve you for us to do it for you. So we are happy to be of assistance to give you information, uh, to give you confirmation that you're the, you're, the in, you're the ones who are in the driver's seat. You are the true masters down here on the planet. You are playing in the most advanced game in the entire universe. We call Earth the planet of emotion because there is no other planet in the entire universe that has the emotional range that you have on this planet. Earth is a grand experiment. She was developed, created from the genetic material from thousands of worlds. Along with that genetic material comes the emotional experience of all of those beings. And this is what gives you such a huge range of emotion. And part of the experiment was to see if you could go through the process of dissension and then come back out of it. All right. So those who are watching in their ships, some of them are you, versions of you, who have incarnated into other bodies. Remember, time isn't linear. Past, present, and future are one. All right. They're all going on concurrently. So other lifetimes that you have on other planets are going on right now. So you may be watching you. You may also be interacting with either in your, your daydreams, in your night dreams, or in physical reality with other beings from other, other systems that you have incarnated to um, with, whose systems issues or wisdom you wanted to pull into this game. You're holding frequencies that are identical so that as you worked through them, as you went through this process of integration, of letting go of judgment, as you found the process to do that, you then send that information off to that system, regardless of the dimension. And um, so this is what many of you are doing is you're working with beings in other realms, sometimes in the physical, sometimes simply in the energetic. And as you go, you're going to have more interactions with these beings. With the summer solstice, you all received a huge download, which allowed you to connect more with the collective consciousness of the planet. So you had a lot of adjusting to do as an individual who thought it was separate to that of an individual who was feeling itself as part of a collective. Your center of balance felt off for many of you for a number of months. And then at the full equinox, you had a sense of, of adjustment. Now, as you come into the winter solstice, there's another packet of information that's going to be given to you from the sun. The sun sends you information all the time. It keeps rhythm for the entire solar system. It sends you updates about what's going on, what to do. With this next set, you're going to get information about your solar system and yourself as an individual, as a planet, but also as part of the collective of the solar system. When you get to the, uh, the summer solstice of 2012, you're going to, again, learn a new level of that or have access to a new level of information, which is that of the galactic collective. And that's when you're going to start to see more activity for all of you. Yeah. All right. That's going to start to unfold because it's time. You're all ready. So that is a very long-winded answer to your question. Thank you so much, my friends. Okay, huh? Thank you. Okay. As we're moving on in this thing we call time, um, Let's see. I have a caller from 919. If you still have a question for the P, for uh, Ms. P, would you uh, press 1 on your handset to lower your hand? Just so I know that you still have a question because some have rotated around twice. 
Okay, so area code 919, and then I believe we have a question from 562. All right, area code 919, tell us your name and what's your question? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to lower my, my hand. Oh, I, I, I had asked a question okay. earlier. Okay. I'm sorry. Thanks. Okay. It's uh-huh. okay. And then 562 just raised your hand, I do believe. Is that correct? you have a question? Hello. Hello. What's your name and what's your question? Hello. Yes, sir. Hello. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. We hear you fine. How are you? What's yeah, your name and what's your know, question? What's a, Steve from California. What's a good formula for manifesting something that you want in your life? Well, it depends on whether you want to manifest from a 3D perspective or a 5D. So we would give you different answers, and we'll try to give you both rather briefly. For manifestation, it's about pulsing out frequency. We say thoughts create form, but your emotional states drive it into being. So you could have the thought that you um, want to create a new job. All right? And you go through all the qualities that you want in the job. Be aware as you're thinking about those qualities, that it's flexible, that you get to work with a medium-sized group of people, that um, you get to travel, that you get to use your creative side as well as your analytical, and on and on and on. How do you feel about it emotionally? Do you get triggered to say, "Mm, I'm not sure I have that quality, or I'm not sure I'm going to be very good at that, or that job doesn't exist, I'm fooling myself, or I can't possibly earn that much money? Be very aware of what that emotional state is. Are you pulsing out a level of fear or are you excited? All right. Ideally, we want to get you into the same feeling state that you get to when you think of something that makes you smile, right? that you're yeah. warm-hearted, uplifted, <clears throat> joyful. If you're doing that, if you're pulsing out the excitement, what you get back is that job that you're looking for. There's another component to that. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But if you're pulsing out fear, what you're going to get back is more of that fear. All right. I'm not good enough. Uh, I'm not qualified. What people will say to you is you're not qualified. You're not good enough. All right. People are a reflection. Your reality is a reflection of the programs that are running at the subconscious level. Now, if what you're asking for is of a very high vibrational nature, all right, you can think of it like climbing up to the rooftop on a building and throwing out a boomerang, which is your order to the universe. Now, you may hold that frequency for a bit, that feel-good feeling for a bit and then start to say, well, you know, it's been a week, it's not coming, this manifestation thing doesn't work, I don't deserve it, and you drop down to the fifth floor. So what you're asking for comes back to the, the rooftop, but you're not there to receive it. What you start seeing reflected back to you are the issues that are at the fifth floor level. I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, this manifestation thing doesn't work, whatever you were pulsing out. So know that What you put out, you will get if you are in a match for that vibrational range. How do you know if you're in a match for that vibrational range? It shows up. If it doesn't show up, look and see what are you getting back? What is going on in your relationship? This is why we tell you um, that if you're present in the moment and grounded in your body, everything else will take care of itself. If you're aware of what you're creating in your relationships, you can shift it. Uh, If you created an argument with a friend, why? Oh, I I didn't think I was good enough and I felt like I was being judged. Well, everything that you judge others for is a judgment you carry in yourself about you. 
everything that you're getting the reflection of judgment uh, to you. If others are judging you, it is where you are judging you. So use that reflection. It is in the 3D realm the most powerful tool you've got right now, the law of reflection. It tells you what programs are running at the subconscious level. Now, if you want to play around with manifestation in the 5D, it's actually much easier. Um, we can guide you there. It's a bit like riding a bike. We can give you the instructions, but how you make the inner calibrations, you've got to figure out for you. Um, and that takes some practice, but you get yourself heart-centered. You imagine the feeling, the experience that you want to have, and you put yourself in vibrational alignment. How do you do it? When you get yourself into that feeling state, into your heart center, you will know how to do it. Intuitively, this is how you create on the other side, in all the other dimensions, this is child's play. You all know how to do it. You've forgotten from where you're standing because you're playing in a different game, but when you get heart centered, you know. So the steps there to take are alignment with the heart, intent to connect to that frequency, Feel the frequency. Know it's done. Don't go into doubt. Doubt pulls you out, puts you into 3D again. Some things will be easy to do in 5D right now. Creating a parking space. You know, uh, creating a winning $10 lottery ticket. You know, those things are easy because you're not invested. All right, does that help you with manifesting? But the other question is, let's say I do that, do I need to do it every day or is this once enough? Um... The more passionate you are, the more energy that goes into it, the faster you're going to see the results. All right? Um, think of it this way as well. Uh, sometimes when you do it on a daily basis or on a, on a regular basis, just make sure that there's no doubt involved in there so that you think, I have to do this again because it's not there and is it going to show up. Just be conscious of the emotions underneath. All right? Make sure there's not doubt in there somewhere. Um, but you can also think of it a, a bit like it's your birthday every day when you wake up. And on your birthday, you know you're going to get a gift. You don't know what it is, but you know it's coming. All right, with certainty, it's there. And have that same sensation about what the universe has to bring for today. There is a gift that you're going to get today. You don't know exactly what it looks like, but you know it'll be something that you've asked for vibrationally, period. All right? So, yes, you can keep pulsing it out there. Um, also, just try to be aware of those limiting thoughts as they come up uh, about the job. Well, it hasn't shown up yet. Well, if you're putting that out, put right behind it that frequency of what you would like and this, with the emotion of certainty that you're going to get it. Make sense? Great. I'd like, to, I'd like to stay on the, the phone and listen to the show. All right here. So we're ready for another question. Ah, yes. Um, we're going to have one last question because we are uh, approaching up on our time, and I guess I'm going to uh, pull rank, and then if we have time, we'll, we'll. there's one more question in the chat room, but I'd like to ask a question. Yes. Uh, you mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, if you tried to run the frequencies and energy levels of, uh, through the old wiring and it, you'd burn it out. Um, is, is it possible that... Uh, uh, I have had an experience about four years ago, and and then right after that, the nerves in my legs. The the doctor said it's like the insulation has been burned off all these wires. Um, 
would that have anything to do with uh, trying to trying to run frequencies that we're not quite ready for? <laughs> In a sense, but the the thing is, you you're never going to take on anything that you're not ready for. All right. What it focused you to do, or what it forced you to do, was to pay more attention to your body and and the energies as you were running them, and to make uh, adjustments and to be more aware of your body. Um, it also allowed you the ability to clear out some past life stuff that you were carrying in that area. So it served you on a number of levels. But um, as far as channeling goes, let us say this: um, you know, you're not going to run too much energy. As you go through this ascension process, you're not going to run too much energy. It's it's really impossible. Um, for you to do that, you're going to have exactly the experiences that you need to have. Um, you know, we were asked at the beginning about connection, and many have uh, a lot of fear about connecting, and one of those has to do with connecting with lower entities. And we will say this to you, just as in life, as you are connecting with people, there are beings that you want to connect with and some that you are not necessarily a vibrational match. It is no different in the uh, higher realms as you connect with different beings, um, because it teaches you discernment, just as it does in the physical world. It is no different. And just because a being is in another dimension doesn't mean that they're any better. They simply have a different perspective. Higher is not better. Each of you has the best information for you as you connect to your heart center. And everything that you experience, you have created and generated for yourself without exception. There is reason and service to all of it. You may not be able to see it from the ego level, but if you get yourself heart-centered, you can start to reveal that to yourself, even in the wiring in your leg. All right, It served you. And to, to look and check in, ask your subconscious, how did this serve me? Um, if you keep posing the question, it will come to the surface. The subconscious wants you to know. And we suggest you speaking it aloud or writing it out. The way this served me is fill in the blank. I learned this about myself as a result, fill in the blank. Um, when you speak it aloud or write it out, it helps to process it through the body. It's not just a mental exercise which you can, that you forget very quickly. So we highly recommend that you work that way. And the first dozen times that you do it, you may get, I don't know. But eventually something will pop into your head. And it may not make logical sense because you're talking about emotions. You're not talking about logic. Right. And it may be rooted. You may have connections to other lifetimes which amplify the vibrational signature that you're working on. You have it in the now moment, which is what allows you to access the other lifetimes or amplify the other lifetimes. But um, it may be confusing because it may be very subtle in the now, but amplified by the past life. So you experience it as something more dramatic, but not really certain why. Uh-huh. That makes a lot of sense, and it, it, I do think it has served, um, well, I know it has served on many different levels and many different uh, uh, purposes, including getting me to sit down and listen, like you said. Uh, it's beautiful. Keep, Thank you. Keeping you in one place. Yes, yes. Hard, <laughs> hard to pin down. Yes. Then it was easier. <sighs> okay. Well, let's see. Folks want to want to hang for this one more question? Um and this will, I think, tie in well with talking about other lifetimes coming in. It says, I have been having experiences of being aware of these other me's. I will declare what I'm available for, and I send this out to the other me's. Does this affect the planet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it affects all the other me's. 
You are holographic in nature. So what affects you, all right, this vehicle, this lifetime, also affects every other aspect of you, every other lifetime, every other moment, as well as every single consciousness in the entire universe. Many of you ask um, about changing the world or you think you want a healthy planet. You cannot change that which is outside of you. You have to work from within. Once you start working within, you will discover that nothing is separate from you. Once you realize that everything is connected to you, then you can change anything. However, when you reach that state of full awareness that everything is a part of you, you no longer have a desire to change things in the same way. There's the irony. But you've got to start from within, and that is where your power lies in this particular lifetime, where your consciousness is in this moment. Many of you will identify yourself as being this being from this star system or this person from this lifetime, be it Atlantis or Egypt or wherever. But the most important lifetime that you are experiencing is this one, because this is where your consciousness is, and this is also the one that is going through the process of integration to go through the ascension. And... You will pull through wisdom from those lifetimes, but that is just a small part of who you are as your higher self, which is a small part of who you are as your oversoul. So come back to the present. Deal with the now. There's a reason why you access those other lifetimes. Um, all of your experiences of all of your lifetimes, as well as all the experiences of your genetic line, show up in your field. They show up in your template. And if you think about it this way, it's like a room full of tuning forks and you strike the note of C. All the other C's in the room will start to vibrate through the laws of resonance. Same thing in your field. Say you've got an issue of abandonment and it's coming up for you in this lifetime. In your field, any other lifetimes that haven't integrated abandonment will start to vibrate. Those records will vibrate and it will amplify the sound it will increase your experience of the emotion. The only place you can change it from is in this lifetime. And when you do that, it's like antiviral software. You wipe it out anywhere else it exists in your field. You send that information off to the other aspect of yourself, and they have the option of simply saving the file, or they can run the program and wipe it out of their field as well. It's entirely up to them. And your other lifetimes are doing the same thing for you. They are sending you information, and if you want, you run that at the subconscious level, typically. Sometimes consciously, you all can become aware of it. Um, or uh, you choose simply to save the file because you think, mm, I think I know how to work with that, but I want to try it one more time to see if I have mastered the issue. And so you will do it on your own. All right. So we hope that answers the question about the other lifetime. Yes, I hope so as well. Uh, this is another one of our wonderful guests from the chat room. We've got a great crowd in there tonight. I want to say thank you to you, Mrs. Ping. Absolutely, dear. And all can connect with us directly without Wendy. You simply need to get yourself heart-centered, set your intent, and listen. And we'll be sending well wishes. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay, folks, we're going to have a uh, little break with David Swarup uh, playing his hang instrument, and we'll be back in just a few minutes.
right, folks. Appreciate you hanging with us over the break. Uh, wanted to come back and give uh, welcome Wendy back. Uh, now that the Pleiadians have uh, left for the month, well, they haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> Taking a little backseat. <laughs> <laughs> They're just having a break. Um, so, Wendy, what? Um, first, we want to know for all of our uh, podcast listeners that uh, aren't seeing in the chat room uh, where they can find uh, more information about uh, you and your work, and then any projects or things you have going on that you'd like to give us all the inside line on. Sure. Um, I do have a website, and that's higherfrequencies.net. And on the website, you'll find a lot of channel material. Um, Some of it's for free. Some of them are past recordings of group sessions or lectures. And uh, also, I do do private sessions, and there's more information online on the website about those, and you can book directly online. And then I do have um, a couple of events coming up on the 19th of November, I'll be at the center in Pasadena from 2 to 4 p.m. doing a group session. And then December 11th, I'm in Ojai, California, and I'll actually be channeling with Nora Harold, who I believe will be a guest on your show in a couple weeks. Um, Nora and I have been channeling together for about 15 years now, and um, within the last six months, we have started to channel together publicly. So that's been a lot of fun. And on the 11th, we'll be doing a lecture on sex and sexuality through the shift. And this is actually part two. Uh, We did another event in October, and there were so many questions that people had, and we just barely scratched the surface. So uh, we'll be doing a second event. And this is actually part of the Illumination Matrix series, uh, which will be a series of DVDs. Um, This upcoming one will be the fourth part. And I've had a lot of people ask about um, the first DVD, which will be out in a couple weeks, and that's um, being directed by Kasher Darvich. And uh, that one is called uh, Shifting into a New Dimension. And then about a month after that, we'll have Moving from Law of Attraction to Law of Creation and then Sex and Sexuality Part 1. So I'm really excited about this whole series that we're doing. And there'll be more information in the next couple of weeks on the website and on Facebook. That's wonderful. And, yes, we do have Nora coming uh, on Almost exactly a month. She's coming on the 13th of December. Um, uh, and so we're looking forward to that. We'll get to hear uh, more about the work you guys do together. Um, but everybody visit. I do have the uh, website up in the uh, up in the chat room. We hope everybody will visit uh, Wendy's site, find out more about the work that she's been doing, um, her private sessions, and, of course, the appearances that are coming up where you might be able to have a chance to come see her. Um, and we just want to really thank you and uh, for coming and joining us and uh, playing in the sandbox. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Absolutely. This has been a very um, enlightening and relaxing show, I have to say. I've, I've been very quiet this time. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes. For all those wondering, she's, Jean's been playing with her candle, and um, and that's a very, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very good time. It, yeah, it is. The piece came in, and I went out. I don't know where I went. I was just sitting there playing with fire, and it was very strange. But um, I'm sure I heard everything that she said. <laughs> <laughs> all of the right places heard all of the right things. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I just went into a trance and, and started a flame, and it was all good. So that's that's a good thing. That's a good sign. So. Well, you weren't, you weren't alone in that. We had several comments in the chat room that we were just, you know, 
uh, kicking back with the energy of the peas and having fun. So uh, well, thank you again it's always great to hear that. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we hope that you will uh, tune in on Thursday evening. We're going to have a pre-recorded show, maybe the last of our pre-recorded shows, now that we have such an active chat room and set of phone lines. Uh, yeah, you guys will be able to call from, in on Thursday. And we have a guest from Germany and the time shift and all that kind of thing, uh, Luis Daniel Maldonado Funken. Uh, not funky, Funken, uh, <laughs> but he's doing some wonderful work with, uh, he calls it holistic sustainability or hollow sustainability. And um, I, I'm excited to hear about that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, and uh, because I think... I know I find myself wanting more sustainability in my life, so I bet it's going to be happening to a lot of folks. Absolutely. Until then, keep up your everyday connection, and uh, you can visit us on the web. We'll have links to everything that went on tonight, including the musicians, where you can find their music and uh, and enjoy it on your own. It sounds much better at home, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me. And be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee. You can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.